Welcome, everybody. This is the Good Anime Palette Podcast. This is episode eight. I am your co-host, Jason. And as always, as usual, I am joined by Will. How's it going, y'all? It's good to be back. Uh, it's um, another wonderful day to be recording a podcast, right? It's really chilled in here. It's awesome. Yeah, we finally got the ACs working again, so it's a, a nice and comfortable environment to record a podcast. It's not and a sauna anymore. No. I mean, like, especially with the weather. Oh, man, it's been hot the last couple of days. I think it's been like highs of 35 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Really fucking hot. That's well over like 100, 110 Fahrenheit. Really? 100 at least. Yeah, 100 at least. So, um, yeah. It's been... It's been a good week, though, in terms of, you know, watching anime and all that. It's, uh, always, it's always a good week to watch anime. Look, I these next couple of weeks, I'm just going to be doing absolutely nothing other than watching anime and manga God, and I just eating you. I hate food. you. I hate you. Hey, school is over for the time being, yeah. maybe forever, so we'll for, see. For me, summer is right around the corner if it hasn't already hit, which means that work is going to be busy as heck for me. It's going to be a lot of stuff, a lot of things to do, a lot of work, but... You know, I need to cool down and chill out at some point, right? So that's why I've got anime and manga waiting for me. Been reading and watching quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, why don't let's get into that? Let's get into what we've been watching. What have you been watching, Will? Um, so you know how in the last episode I was talking about how I like um, Sado Dede's? Oh, uh, yeah. What What is Sado Dede? Like, uh, uh, the Kitikudere's, which is basically like... People who are love interests, but they kind of just like demean you. They just bully you, tell you you're scum, spit on you, and all that. Step on you. So yeah. then uh-huh. you brought up to my attention that there is an anime airing this season, which is basically it's Nagataro-san, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, don't, don't toy, toy with, with me, Miss Nagataro. Um, I take back a few things. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. How much have you watched? So I've only watched two episodes. Okay. Um, which I think is enough for me to not need to continue. Look, I feel like there are going to be people who will enjoy the show, or at least there are going to be people who try and normalize certain behaviors in the show. So I'm not going to be like, look, this is obviously a terrible thing. You should never check this out. Just go ahead and see it for yourself. But what, 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 The show is yeah, about okay. a, um, a central character just you know very you know quiet lonely young man 16 going through high school uh just going about his day he's doing his own thing and then he comes across you know a group of schoolgirls. you know they're in the year below him so he's like a second year they're like freshmen uh, so senpai kohai yeah, relationship okay. but because the fact that they're just like you know mean catty young girls immediately they see oh what's this weird looking nerd sitting in the library like we're having our fun here what the fuck are you doing here but it's a library you don't oh okay, but they're taking well, it yeah, over okay, you know? okay all right librarian's not there so the room's theirs or it's like you know they don't care anymore and they just like just do whatever the fuck you want just don't just don't steal or destroy things so he's sitting there doing his own things reading his manga doing his homework and then they just start bullying him teasing him and say what the fuck are you looking at oh look at that oh he's reading this this edgy manga oh look oh he's doing he's actually a pervert he's a real pervert you you hentai what are you doing here and just like you just see this guy is just just like he just slowly just degrade he's just starting to descend down to madness embarrassment just it, it was just like wow they're they're really like mentally breaking him down and as the girls leave one girl left 
behind is her name. This one is is Nagatoro-san, you know the the, the titular character, and she's just like, oh, don't mind them, they're just mean. But you know you're also really fucking useless, right? Oh you, Jesus! <laughs> and then every now and then it's like, oh, so those manga, I like reading them too. Yeah, I like reading because like I feel like I really like relate with them. What do you mean relate with them? The central character is you know an alpha. He's a Chad. You're just a beta simp. Why do you? Oh wow! You think you actually can aspire to be like him? Ha ha ha! And he's just—you just see like mentally, he's pissing his pants. He's just like, why am I? Why am I going through this? Like, I don't need this at all. And then afterwards, he's like, but you know, like, I can be your friend. We can talk about this manga if you want. That kind of thing. It's just like, what is? What's this girl's deal? Why is she like being such a dick? But at the same time, like relating to the things that I like. Clearly, like there's a like, commonality between the two. So they're getting together, right? I don't see how it's going to happen. I mean, there are people, like, there's a bunch of anti-tubers and other people in the, the YouTube and my anime list comments that talk about how it grows to be something that's a lot more beautiful, a lot more wholesome. But the way I'm seeing it is just straight up just you know, mental bullying, like just, just, just straight up public embarrassment. And I, I can't help feel like this is just cringe. It's just very cringy right. to watch. So there is another anime series, and which is based on a manga. So don't toy with me, uh, Miss uh, Nagatoro. is also based on a manga. Um, yep. But this other series that I ta- I'm, t- I'm referring to has also teasing elements to it. It is called Teasing Master Takagi-san. Yeah, that one, I, I've seen that for some reason on Netflix, they have season two. They don't have season one. Yes. So, I mean, like... I, I I can see it's a lot more wholesome. I read the manga and it's pretty cute actually. Like the teasing is not what not even close to what I consider bullying. It's more like shenanigans. Yeah, if it was like that in Nagatara-san, like I would have been much more down for it. And there are people who are saying like, oh, like, it's just you know helping to build character, both physically and mentally. It's like, oh Jesus, that's like. That's that's abuse. It's like oh, it's like don't worry, like pick yourself up, dust off your feet, and then just you know keep on going with your day, and you become stronger for it. What doesn't kill you, right? It's like that's not really what I feel like a manga or an anime should portray to people. I think you know you don't really want to see someone get bullied just so they can be a better person, right? Yeah. So, um, look, Nagatoro-san, if you want to watch it, it's on Crunchyroll. Go ahead. I, I couldn't make it past epi- currently episodes, like two episodes. Maybe I'll give it another chance, but at the moment, I'm not dying to go back to it. But I will check out Naga- um, uh, Takagi-san at some point. Yeah, uh, I can say that Takagi-san is way cuter. A lot more comfy, right? A lot, Very, very comfy, actually. And the spinoff is comfy, too. But yeah. So uh, that's all you've been watching solo? Uh, well, I've also... Well, I mean, outside of watching, I've also been reading... Yeah, um, a, a few manga. So I've been catching up with a few uh, manga series like Monster Number Eight, uh, Spikes Family. You know, those have always been good. I I really like them, and they're um, available on Jump Plus. Yeah, that's where I've been reading most of my manga. Uh, if not, I'm just buying things off the the platform itself. Um, but this other one that's uh, I think you've also you're also aware of it too. Um, yeah, so I read it. The manga is called Chojin X which is uh, written and drawn by the same mangaka who's done Tokyo Ghoul, uh, uh, Soyoshida. 
it's essentially just Tokyo Ghoul, but it's a bit different in that, you know, you have two main characters, one of which is, you know, comic collected, the other one's a lot more aloof and daydreamy, and you have monsters called Chojin. So instead of ghouls, you have Chojin, uh, and they're wreaking havoc in Japan. And then they have this central agency that's been dealing with these Chojin attacks. And it it's it's giving me a lot of Tokyo Ghoul vibes. I think you've also mentioned that it in terms of the pacing, in terms of the character developments, it's it feels very, very reminiscent of what we were going through in the first couple of chapters for Tokyo Ghoul, the original. Right. So if if it's the same in terms of pacing, it should take a while before kind of reels you in yeah but i think only chapter one's out right chapter now. only chapter one but i think it's a double chapter yeah it's like what 50 pages no so it's, it's or even more than that it's actually. more than that it's like 70 80 so it's like a double double yeah so it's it's definitely like a good read but at the same time for me like i'm a really big tokyo ghoul fan as you probably have heard in our <clears> previous <throat> after Rack episode i really like suyashida but that also means expectations are high so, at the moment, you know, it's hard to base things off of just one long chapter. So I, you know, it'll, we'll wait until it. We we'll wait until there's a few more chapters before I I come to a decision on how I really feel about it. But at the moment, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I think it's too early to tell. But my first impression is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just because you're not a diehard Sayashita Tokyo Ghoul fan. Yeah. Okay. So I, I see things in a, in a different light. Or no light. Darker, edgier. Dark, yeah, you know? no light. Exactly. All right. So that's what you've been watching yeah. and reading. I mean, there's also other stuff like, you know, catching up with seasonals, you know, the up-to-date manga and stuff. But, you know, I've already talked about those. No need to really dive deeper into them. And we've done uh, research towards our main discussion topic, which we will get into later. Yep. And um, I've been reading and watching a lot of that stuff, so we'll get into that in the second half of the episode. Definitely. So, uh, again, it's going to come to me with mystery animes. So, One of which I've already cracked, but the yes. other ones, you mentioned that like I should be able to figure it out, but I haven't gotten around to guessing it, so let's just roll up with your first okay. one. So, so, okay, first of all, uh, I have been catching up on seasonals here and there, but then I decided to binge a couple of backlog shows because especially because we have been discussing it like these seasonal shows already. So I don't feel like there's a huge need to like go week by week or just accumulate maybe two or three episodes and then binge those. So instead I've been binging a bunch of backlog stuff. So the first show that I watched, which you guessed correctly, is Doro Hedero. Fantastic. And I've been reading the manga as well uh, that continues after the anime. Even it, better. It's on Netflix. It is really good. Uh, I don't know what else to, to say. It's really uh, it's really wacky, uh, almost psychedelic in a weird way. It's, it's, almost, it's basically almost like cyberpunk Mad Max. Yes, it is. So it takes place in a place called The Hole which is, for all intents and purposes, just a town, right? And then there are these uh, sorcerers who are also humans that would show up in the hole, and they have magical powers. But it's not 
the way that you think because the way that they show the magical powers is using dust, black dust, black dust, and the way that it's drawn is a very interesting way. It's not your typical anime art style. It's how would you describe it? It's just messy. Yeah, it's messy, but it's it's good. It, it's good kind of in, messy. In a way, it, it's just basically chaos. Right, yeah. like there's a lot going on and a lot of panels, and you can't help but just sit back and just really focus and and take in what you're taking in what you're seeing. And it is so violent; it's great. But like at the same time, like the 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 violence is there's so much of it that it's almost comedic at times. Yes, hundred percent. It's so it's easier. So it's easier to digest that way. It's yeah. easier to, to take in because it's not just for the sake of gore and violence. Just you know, upping up the ante every single panel. Originally, I was really not feeling the anime. Like we're talking like ages ago, because it was very three D looking, and I thought it looked kind of janky. And in the very, very beginning of the first episode, I was reminded of that. But then, I think after the first episode, it was just like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. Like it's fine. Yeah, it just gives an afterthought afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. You're watching it, and you're more appreciating like the world building, the characters themselves. Just... And it wasn't laggy or like blocky. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's fine. Like it's it's the art style or the animation style. I mean, Mappa did well again, right? Yeah, Mappa did good. Uh, I love gyozas. I ate gyozas like twice. Yeah. Last like last two weeks. So no, no, no. no, no. Pretty good, three, four times. Pretty good anime to get into, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm eating my words. Like, what is it? Like, a whole my... a whole year later, you're like, uh, I told you, you should you should check out Dar I was like, I know about it. I'm not interested right now. And then a whole year. Hey, later, I said r- not interested right now, right? Yeah. To be fair, took a whole year, but I'm glad you finally, you know, and you binged, came to the dark side. You binged all of it. Uh, the the manga, I mean, done, all done. With yeah. It. So I am going to. I did read a, like. A couple of volumes ahead already of where the anime season uh, left off but I'm still at the point where I still feel like they could adapt it because Will you've told me that uh, as like a comment multiple times that oh Jason there's no way they can adapt this or I don't even know how they're gonna do that and I haven't reached that point yet Uh, let's just say they all came back from a house that's where I was at. Yeah, it's later chapters are going to be tough, just because of the fact that it's so chaotic and so messy. That if it was to be adapted, there's going to have to be a lot of reimagining and censorship. But look, like, I think censorship already. the The anime is pretty bloody. Oh, keep okay, reading, okay, keep all right, all right. Uh, and just in case you guys haven't checked it out yet, or you guys, you know, like want to rewatch it, it's still on Netflix. So I mean, it, it's a Netflix exclusive. So I mean, yeah, licensed by Netflix. Go on, go ahead, watch it. Don't have Netflix? Get it. Twenty seven ninety nine a month. So our my second show is streamed on Funimation. It is Shimonetta. Oh, I thought you watched that. Uh, either I've watched it or I'm rewatching it now at the right. very least. Right. And Shimonetta is uh, the English name is Shimonetta colon. A boring world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. Yeah, you you guys may or may not have heard of it. If you ever see a, a picture of like an anime girl wearing like underwear on her head, that's Shimonetta. Yes. Uh, so it takes place in a future Japan where mm, obscenities like crude, and in, crude jokes don't exist anymore, or indecency doesn't exist, and every uh, single citizen has these bracelets and 
bans on that when they see like explicit material or whatever, they get caught. And then there's contrabands. It's essentially Big Brother, like 1984, except with lewd material. Yeah, the lewd FBI is watching you. No, there really is. Yeah. It yeah, really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like they, like they, the 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 first like two minutes of the show is like they infiltrate like some construction site with like these dudes like having bundles of like porn magazines and they're like, burn the thing to the ground, arrest them, send them to jail. And I'm just like, okay. So it's about this. Uh, the main male character going to this very, very prestigious, uh, sort of like virtuous uh, high school, like the best in the country. And it at the same time talks about a terrorist, with a well, terrorist in quotes, because this terrorist doesn't really harm people per se, but goes around spreading, for example, like spreading like lewd materials or asking how people copulate because apparently because no one really talks about it and it's all banned it, no one has any concept of how babies are made basically like the world of shimoneta is like the internet but with parental locks on it all of them yeah like safe search is like on like three times off like that no three times off like three times over you want to try and use incognito mode? No. They're still tracking you. Yeah. And this is all on Funimation. Yes. How many seasons does it have? One. Okay. Uh, it's based on a light novel series. I probably won't read the light novel, as I usually never do anyways. Yeah, it, I, I think for us, you know, mostly manga anime. Maybe yeah. the occasional visual novel, but uh... for the most part, like it's 99.9% .9 manga and anime. I have to say, though, we talked about Dead as the other day, and that's the reason why I watch this show is because it features... A yandere. That is really good. A really, really good yandere. We should get into it. Yeah. should really get into it. Like, she is worth the price of admission. On top of just crude jokes everywhere. It, re it reminds me of... Um, what's that show? Uh, oh, yeah. Seto Kaicho Yakunidomo. The student council. Pervy... Ah, I've heard of that. So it's on uh, High Dive. So you can watch it on High Dive or, or, or Verve. Mm. That show is also just unabashedly, like, just dirty jokes everywhere. But it's it's fun, I guess. It's not like, it's not even like it's lewd. It's not even that. They just talk like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's crude, but it it's okay. It's well, pretty I mean, good. It's, it sounds like a fun watch, right? It's a Both fun watch. Shows. Both, yeah, but like uh, the student council when the Seto Kaicho uh, is like what, what two seasons and two movies and stuff, so it's like very long. Whereas Shimoneta is only one season. Okay, now comes the big boy. Well, I okay, you ready? Yeah, go for it. What, what, what are you the show's on to? Netflix. Okay, there's ten episodes. Is that Netflix exclusive? Yes. Okay. There's 10 episodes. Right. It's not Ultraman, is it? No. Because that one has 10 episodes, I think. One season, 10 episodes. Okay. I cried like a baby. You finally watch Anahana? No. Can can you? You watch Scum's Wish? No. <laughs> what else can make you cry in 10 episodes? No, I, I didn't cry, but a devil man did. Wow. Finally. Yeah. Finally, you started watching Cry Baby. Devil Man Cry Baby, yeah. 
And well, you're, 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 you haven't finished it though, right? No, I have not finished it, to right. be fair. Right. I had a lot of other like research stuff to do that. So I, I watched like a, little, fair, a like, little bit of everything. Watching three mysteries in two weeks along with research, is that's a, that's a lot. Well, plate. no, but like I, what I did, to be honest, what I did was the three episode rule of each. Yeah. Because at first I was ambitious to be like, oh, yeah, I'll finish all of it. I'll surprise Will. Uh, I'm just going to be like the best anime researcher on the planet. Yeah. And that is still true, except I was like, oh, my hubris. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, thinking about it now, Anahana has 11 episodes. I was wrong there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Devil May Cry is pretty good. Mm. I think it, it, sh- it should ramp up quite a bit, not only because... It ramps up quite a bit already in the first episode, but I'm waiting for it to go outside the stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? It is ridiculous. It is. Like, if we want to talk about chaos, like, there's definitely a lot of chaos in Dorahedero, but this is a whole different level. So, when we talked about Dorahedero and violence, Devilman Crybaby is even... It's balls to the wall. Super, super balls to the wall violent, and it is so bloody in a way that, like, it just doesn't matter anymore that how, it's bloody. How did you find the art style? I like it. Mm. It's pretty good. It actually, okay, don't don't get mad at me, Will. It reminds me of Japan Sinks twenty twenty, but because it's done by the same studio. I know, but it, the art style and everything looks yeah the same. Yeah, uh, the way that the characters move looks the same. I think there is a rap. The rap, the rap troupe is fucking dope, right? I think it was the first episode they did the rap, and then they and then they have a they have a rap episode or like a rap duo in Japan Sinks twenty twenty as well. So it's just like, is this gonna be Japan Sinks twenty twenty? No, right? Yeah. Well, to be fair though, like being the studio it is Science Sario, like whenever you watch any of their anime, like they all have like unique character designs, right? Like for example, like Ice Ken, Ping Pong, the animation, um, Tatami Galaxy. They all kind of look a little different from like your quote unquote standard anime. So I could imagine like why like there might be some semblance between what you see in Dilemma Crybaby and Japan Sinks twenty twenty. Yeah. So then Even um, though I'm never gonna finish Japan Sinks. Yeah, it's all right. It's all, I mean That's dope though. You're watching stuff that I like. Okay, that, that does that mean now I need to start watching more much to be fair, I have been watching more and more fluffy stuff. Yeah, you have. So um, let's see what else I, w- I watch next. I mean, I'm not going to be watching much of Nagatoro moving forward, so let's see what else I pick up. There's still a season two and, and final season, the Fruits Basket that we need to watch. Yeah, we need to watch Fruits Basket. It's the third season is is uh, t- t- highly, highly, highly rated right now. Yeah, I mean, like if we could, if, if on if you look on my anime list for all anime properties, including like TV series, OVAs, uh, movies, shorts, it's ranked. 20th overall on every single anime property there is on the database, which is ridiculous. The fact that it's not even finished yet. Yeah. So I am. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of stuff that we've been watching together, like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Fruits Basket soon. But we have been watching another show. We actually just watched this episode. This is the series starting today. Yeah. It's, Earlier while we're eating lunch. Yeah. Um, so the the series is called uh, Mashiro no Oto. Yes. And it features it, it's would you say it's a music it's music, right? A music anime or definitely just, yeah. a music anime. Right? Uh, the English title is called Those Snow White Notes. Mm-hmm. It is based on a manga of the same name. 
Mm-hmm. And it's about the shamisen. Yeah. So for those who don't know what a shamisen is, imagine it's it's kind of like a guitar like slash banjo. Like it, it, it's actually very insulting to call it that, but like I don't really know how else to describe it. It's a three stringed uh, instrument, uh, but instead of using like a, a pick, like a guitar pick that's like you know the size of your thumb, you're using like a, a paddle that's quite big it's like around the size of like a normal hand and you use it to, to pluck against the strings of the shamisen and it makes a very distinct kind of sharp but it, how would you describe it? It, 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 it it it's a note that really like punches the air yes it because, does because it, you put quite a lot of force into playing it but like you play it with such elegance that you're not destroying the strings either yeah and like the i guess the equivalent of the p- paddle the guitar pick is like what do you call it? The it's like a peeler. It looks like a shape of a peeler. Yes, it's like you use it as like a paint stripper. Like, yeah, 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 paint stripper. Exactly, paint stripper. So, but what do you think of the first episode? It was dope. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, like it wasn't like blow your mind amazing, but it was just like you, the fact that like it's a shamisen. You know, it's a it's it's a, it's a show about you know this musical instrument. But whenever they had those musical performances it was captivating. You were it, actually, it was very captivating. You would sit down and you would just listen for like three minutes. Like most of the time, whenever you're watching a show, like and you have music featuring in it, it's usually like a band or like a pop group that's singing, and it like blends into the story, and you have people talking about it. But this one was just like just straight up like a total of six minutes of performance. No, no, well was, they, cool. they they did have like a little bit of voiceover, but okay, it was like very it's very yeah. like poetic. It's just basically explaining like you know the reasons why you know they picked up the the shamisen, what the purpose of playing this music is and what they aim to achieve with it metaphors yeah. and stuff it's really good yeah i again i agree with you will that it is not drop jaw droppingly amazing but it is it shows a lot of promise for sure as a first episode that was pretty good it, it did uh, end on a very very weird cliffhanger. Yeah, it, it has its moments, but it's like it's it's comedy. So it it just drops things on you, and you know it, it's it's not like super out of place. It's not like forced. It, it kind of blends well with what's happening in the series. Wait, really? Like on the cliffhanger? I I thought that that was out of left field. hundred percent. I'm sure if we watch the next episode, it'll be explained. But yeah, we're, we'll continue to watch it. Okay, so I think that covers. Oh, just in case it's on Crunchyroll. Oh, yes, it is on Crunchyroll. Yes, that's correct. Airing this season. So get on it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to watch. Um, just like how there is a lot of watching, though. There's also a lot of news that we want to bring to you a today. A lot of news. A lot. We haven't done news section in quite a bit. We had, like, little mini news sections here and there. Yeah, but... would you say that we've been starved of anime news? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess that means that I should bring in this first piece, then. So... A, a manga that both Jason and I have been reading, uh, more for Jason, I got into it uh, recently myself um, for the basically research for this uh, episode's topic. Um, this series is called Starving Anonymous. So it's a show, it's a, it's a manga that's, it's pretty, pretty dark, pretty crazy. It's basically, like, if you, if I was to say Soylent Green... For some fans, you probably uh, get an idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I can really say because anything else afterwards is just spoilers. But but within like like within half, like the half of the first chapter, first chapter, you already know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And then you would know if you like it or not. Yeah. Or want to read on or not? It's gruesome. It's bloody. 
Yes, it is. Yeah, I still, I'm still so fascinated like, when like reading manga, the fact that like, there's the lack of color, but you're still able to see how grim and dark and fucked up the environment is. It's just like you know, there's like when you just see black splattered everywhere, it's either just darkness, shadows, or blood. And it's it's amazing how they're able to combine those three together, and it just makes this really uncomfortable environment that you can't help but feel encapsulated by. And you just want to keep reading more and more and see how 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 deep this fucked up rabbit hole is. So, uh, what about this manga? Oh, it's getting a sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this manga, uh, the original manga wasn't very long. It was like seven volumes. Seven volumes. Sixty four chapters. Something. Something chapters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a pretty good like short read. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's like it takes a very long time or a short time. It's like I feel it's a, it's a good amount for most people who want to read stuff. That you can probably get that done uh, in a day, in, in a few days. Uh, yeah. And now it's getting a sequel, and it's a good length in that it is more than almost the equivalent of one anime season, but it is not too long in that it drags his feet and then potentially loses steam and quality and everything. Yeah, the thing I, I usually don't like with manga is once you've gotten to like the climax moment when like you just unveiled like you know the the biggest twist or the major secret of the sh- of the of what makes the manga great and they try and drag it out by either like you know elongating the the twist or introducing new characters to put a spin on that twist then you're just like you're just trying to force this to be longer than it really needs to be sometimes things just can end the way it is just you know if it if it's going to end well end it don't try and you know make it longer than it needs to be but i understand why people do it you know if it means you can sell an extra volume or two and make a little extra money i'm i'm fine with that so starving anonymous is the manga series uh published by kodansha in the u.s and i think in japan and the sequel is uh they didn't really say much other than bad shit is gonna happen to some people and get ready for it basically if uh, they the mangaka wrote another series, I don't think it has an anime series called Fort of Apocalypse, which is about zombies in a prison, surviving a zombie apocalypse in a prison. I, I haven't seen it yet, but it's there, I guess. So that's that's Starving Anonymous sequel news. Yep. So and then. Moving on to the world of anime, I think you can take this one because you've actually been reading it and you're more excited about this than I am, even though I'm interested in checking it out. So throughout the existence of this podcast, I have expressed that there are certain shows, I think starting from episode three, that there are certain shows that have, uh, no, sorry, not certain shows, certain mangas or uh, have been going on for ages and it seems that everyone wants an anime out of it and nothing like you'll always have those lists whether it's on like my anime or cbr or ranker it's like oh top 10 manga that definitely need adaptations blah 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 blah. i think this is one that's like has consistently been on every single list exactly for the last like three years i would say even longer yeah yeah and then um let's see you kind of got your wish with a Devil's a Part Timer season two. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it still got one season. Yeah, and then a huge long hiatus, and then the second season. Well, there there was also like the news of Chainsaw Man getting adapted, and that was like that was also featured on a lot of top ten must 
must get adapt- adaptation um, manga series as well. So yeah. another wish came true, though we knew with the success it, ha- it was going to happen. This, on the other hand, was more a sleeper hit, right? This one just kind of came out. I think I think like there was like several surveys even in Japan that ranked top ten properties that should be adapted, and this is always ranked in the top ten, if not very high in the top ten. And I read the manga; I love it a lot. It is Komi can't communicate. And there is an anime season coming out in October 2021. Y- yeah. Yeah. What's Komi Can't Communicate? It's about a girl called Shoko Komi who can't communicate. So this is like what? Like just a high school-based like rom-com, high school-based like slice of life? Okay, okay. I was, I was half-joking with the description, but it's accurate. So it's about people with uh, Shoko Komi, who's a a high school girl, and she on the exterior is very poised, very cool, you know, just seems like a prin- like princess, just like very cannot be approached, but like adored by everyone. But in reality, she just wants to be friends with everyone. But she has a communication disorder because she's super shy and she like has to take forever to think of something to say. And then at that point, everyone is just like, oh, "Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna peace out." Like, sorry, I offended you. And she's like, "No, no, no I'm not offending you." But like, she's thinking it in her head. So it's just like, essentially, she comes up as like a hardcore like cooter, eh? Like she's just like basically like not saying anything, and like it's easy to like interpret her her exterior as as cold and standoffish. Well- yeah, or like a dandere kudere mm. combination. Mm. Mm-hmm. But she's just basically she's she's got social anxieties, right? Yes, a communication disorder to be precise. And then it just talks about a bunch of people and their different issues, but played it off as a slice of life comedy. And I really, 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 really like it. No, keep going. Say more reallys. Really. Ah, uh, got cool. it. Huh? Yeah. So uh, I think it aired. No, I think the manga debuted in 2015. So I think it's been six years and it's just been running, and now it's finally gone to a studio to to produce it. OLM. OLM. Which I don't think they've done much. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's this is not to slag off Komi, but it's like you know, it's not like one of those like major sort of like box office breaking properties. But I think. As far as studios go, I think it's, a, it's an adequate choice. I think it, it, they, I think they'll do a fine job with uh, with Komi Can Communicate, considering that you know the the directorial cast looks pretty solid. So I think it's in good hands. So in terms of getting adaptations, I think oh, another show. Got- sorry, sorry, sorry. Before, sorry to cut you off. Uh, Komi is voiced by Kaguya from Kaguya Sama Love Is War. And what do you mean voiced? VA? Yeah, but like this is a show about a girl who can't communicate. It's the easiest paycheck in the history of humankind. <laughs> but I'm sure the, the, also her yeah. voice is really good. But yes, like everyone, even online on Reddit, everyone's just like, "Dude, easiest paycheck ever." Her voice, who voices Kaguya, is going to be great, right? I thought she, for a minute when you were like saying, "Like, oh, you won't believe who the hell they got for the VA for Komi." I was like, "My mom was like, Kanahana." <laughs> Would it be her? I was like, "That's a lot of money to be paying for someone who's not going to be saying anything." But either way, whoever does the job, hopefully they have something to say. Or I don't know. It's probably going to be making like ums and errs and shit, right? 
Whatever. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see in October. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Well. Um. So this other um series again. I think this is still more you because I haven't actually started watching it myself. Um. But you've been telling me to check out Overlord. That's correct. Right. Overlord so is awesome. I think for a while Overlord had all three seasons on Netflix, and then when I wanted to start getting into it, they pulled season one from it, and then there's only season two and three. Um, usually I just like watching a lot of my stuff off Netflix anyway, so I just like okay, well I guess I'll watch something else for the time being. Now that the time being's gone on, you know, now they've also announced that uh, they've got a fourth season coming out. Not just that, but they also have a film project coming out for it too. So there's quite a lot of things developing for the Overlord series. Yeah, I really think that Overlord is good fun. I don't think it's exceptional. I just think. I think it's guilty pleasure. I think it's just really good. It's it's just fine. It's just good. I don't know how else to say. Well, it mean like it's it's not one of those like really hard shows to to watch or get into, right? You can probably pick it up, watch an episode or two, be fine with it, put it down, get back into it again. It's just something to have in like your your watch list that yeah. you can you can take your time to 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 watch. So, Overlord is about it's essentially an isekai. It's about a guy who is part of this clan inside this uh, online game. And on the last day before the online game server shut down for good, he, you know, just logs on and then falls asleep. Only to wake up and become the avatar that he is in the game. And then all, all of, like, the... They have like a what do you call it? like a castle like a base, mm. and all the NPCs non play non playable characters in the game ends up coming alive. I know there's a term for it, but it's slipping my mind right now. What? No, it's like what you're talking about. Like where like they yeah, had the main castle. It's kind of like you know a base like, of operation. Like for example, like if you're talking about like, like World of Warcraft, like a den, or, like Orgrimmar for the horde and all that. Oh, home. T- yeah, like home town home city whatever it hub? is hub yeah hub okay hub we'll, we'll call it that sure um so i think you know if, if you want just some it, it's it's more comedic than anything right so no not really it's not that comedic oh really okay it's just well if you don't want to have a good time then watch it then oh no it's a great time <laughs> shut the fuck up will okay um i think there is one bit of news that we should get into but i kind of want to keep it at the ends, because there's a lot to unpack from it. So let's talk about Harajuku. Yeah. What is Harajuku? Harajuku is a little district in Japan, which is kind of like the, the artsy fashion district. So you, you find a lot of you know shops that sell like high-end clothes or different designers featuring their, their, their latest designs, new catalogs. There's a, an anime coming out called Artist Switch. And I think that, um, you know, if we're talking about, it's something that we've wanted to talk about, right? Like, we've talked about, like, there's, there's, there's music in anime, food in anime, but I think, like, when it comes to fashion, this looks like something that is pretty interesting to, to, to watch, pick apart, and maybe even learn about, you know, fashion through an anime. I mean, they're, just like how there's musical animes, there are uh, animes about sports, there are a couple of animes about fashion and clothes in particular. Uh, Smile Down the Runway is the one that always comes to mind. But there are a couple of others where 
for example, Jojo, I would say, has a really unique fashion sense. In terms of, like, the art and fashion world, right? Like, the characters themselves are very flamboyant. Character designs are done really, really well. Um, to the point where even, like, in real life, you know, they've been featured in the Louvre. They've done um, collaborations with Gucci. It's, it's pretty insane the sort of work that they've been doing. Um, you'll find other, like, anime series, manga series that do fashion collaborations. I mean, you know, we've talked about, like... Demon Slayer, we talked about Tokyo Ghoul, we talked about Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. You know, so this could be, you know, to, to watch an anime that is not just like collaborating with art and fashion, but is actually about fashion. Uh, a particular Japan, Japanese district in Tokyo that really focuses on trendy fashion. And uh, it also reminds me a little bit tangentially, not exactly, but tangentially about Blue Period. And that's like artsy... You meet eccentric characters. It's all about expression. Very poignant and sharp color palettes. You know, so I it seems like there's a lot of anime recently that's focused on the kind of aesthetics, mm. I guess. Aesthetics mm-hmm. of uh, whether it's art, whether it's fashion. And I think um, we'll check it out. It's premiering at the end of May. It's very soon. So, yeah. Kind of came out of nowhere, really. Yeah. Okay, now this is a bit of news that we we have to talk about. It's not great, but it's something that we have to address because it kind of shows like while anime and manga are great, there are also like parts of the industry that that makes me feel like we we, we need to we need to do like some proper cleansing. We need to to, to fix certain attitudes within the industry. Um, so one of the most famous, most well-known anime series ever uh, is uh, Neon Genesis. Evangelion, yeah. yeah. And uh, I watched, it was the second anime I have consumed in my entire life. Yeah. I really like the anime series a lot. I've watched a couple episodes, but I haven't like fully finished it. But it, it's not too hard to figure out what it is. Um, but of course, like for me to fully appreciate it, I have to watch the whole thing. And Cruel Angel Thesis being one of the most famous openings, anime openings probably ever. Like if you were to just do a YouTube search, it's probably like it's called like most of those videos have like hundreds, thousands, millions of views. Like you say, like Unravel from Tokyo Ghoul is very memorable, which it is. Mm. Um, but also Unravel is the only reason why people watch Tokyo Ghoul in the first place. So, but I would say. But like, with Cruel Angel's thesis, though, it's like it's not like you you don't watch the anime because of how good the song is, but it's like it you, is a you, really you, you don't talk about Evangelion without talking about Cruel Angel's thesis. Yes, and uh, the anime original anime series was ages ago, and then they redid it with a set of movies. Uh, I forgot what they called Neon Genesis Evolution, like uh, Neon Genesis remake remake it's a remake essentially and then they retold and added some stuff on top of you know making it look very modern i think yutaira hikaru vo- uh sang one oh, of the God. songs one her, last kiss her again ah oh, yeah I love her so there was i think three movies that are out and then there is a fourth and final movie that is in theaters 
right now in Japan. Yeah, the whole series of movies is Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a Time. No, it was like 1.11, 2.22, and then... No, that, but that's like that's why you have three movies, and then you have one more afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So, um, and then this is like, from what I can tell, this is like the end of Evangelion, as in after this th- this fourth movie, it's like, it's over. It's like, it's done. Like, they had a series. It was a series or a movie called The End of Evangelion. That was a movie after the original anime series. Yeah, that's not, but that's not the end end of Evangelion. This, on the other hand, though, right? Like, the movie that's come out, this is finito, done. It, it seems very definitive. Whether or not they keep Bring the, it back. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Well, I mean, like you can bring it back. There's always going to be fans that, like pine over nostalgia or just you know or just in love with the series. That no matter what, they just want more and more of that stuff. And the movie is doing extremely well in yeah. Japan. Yeah, it's basically you know selling very well. Box office as well, it's performing very well. Because um, you know, there's a lot of fanfare, right? People really like the Evangelion series, but there are also shitheads within the the fandom. You know, there are people who. For some reason, just can't be satisfied with what's put in front of them, to the point where, I mean, you can always voice your, you know, your displeasure with something. You can always give something a bad review, right? Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but when that opinion becomes so toxic that it actually verges on the point of endangering someone's health and safety, that's when like the lines crossed. The lines always been very thin, but this is very very clear line-stepping move where, where where you basically send death threats to the, the company, the people who directed and produced the movies. So it, I, I think this is out of line. So Studio Kara, is that how you say it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the studio behind the Evangelion remakes. And they have said that there, there has been slander, a quote, there has been slander, threats, and comments that suggest criminal intention upon the their staff that is based on their dissatisfaction or based on their fervor with the latest movie or the final movie, really, that is coming out. It's, or, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, it's out now. Yeah. I mean, like, we've seen this before, right? I mean, like, we don't have to go that far back. We could talk about, like... When, Attack on Titan. When people started sending death threats to you know the directors to, to MAPPA about how they were like so upset by the 3D CG that they wanted to kill them or tell themselves to kill themselves. But what makes this different from the other time, and I'm sure it's like they've also done the same actions, but it wasn't as public. Studio Cars come out and said that you know they'll be filing lawsuits. Right, they'll be filing lawsuits, um, protecting themselves against defamation, against you know death threats and other kind of crimes that you know endangered their health and safety and their reputation. So they're already like in, co- in, in coordination with the National Police Agency of Japan um, for domestic cases, and they're also going to be well. They they say they're going to be going to um, different departments for foreign affairs because there are going to be complaints that are outside of Japan. So outside their jurisdiction, they need to coordinate with those relevant bodies to be able to, you know, follow through uh, with these cases. Whether or not they succeed, I think the most important thing is that this time, like, they're taking a stand against the trolls. And it has come to this. It's sad. Like, like uh, look, there's definitely shows like, like, for example, like I 
I hate surgery. I I don't like Yasuke, right? But I never want to wish like ill will against anybody that's associated with it. Look, I don't like it's too sick to call this love. If you're going back to a previous episode of your dis uh, will, your yeah. dissatisfaction with your uh, Yasuke, right? Yeah. Like Koi Kimo, right? Koi Kimo. I j- I am not going to. I stand by what I said, and I hundred percent believe that it really is not a very good anime series and promotes really bad things. But I'm not going to, like, rock up to the studio or I'm not going to find out who the director is and, you know, send, like, the meanest tweet and threaten life upon his family or her family. It's just like... I'm not going to go and, like, find some database where I can leak someone's information and get them doxxed. I'm not going to be sending hate mail every time telling them to, you know harm themselves kill themselves it's just it's just not a healthy mindset to have like why do you have so much hate for something that you actually wish for someone to die you wish for them to, to off themselves and to make their life hell like a, like a misery it's just it's 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 not something that we want to see in the industry it, it, it's going to happen unfortunately and it is obviously not pertains just to anime and manga it pertains yeah, yeah. to almost all artistic mediums or anything in life really yeah there's always going to be and and, and the sad thing is it's like this is just it's just small minority we're talking about but because of the fact of how vocal and loud they are and how much damage they could potentially do to others and what you're not going to take that threat seriously sometimes like the the consequences of that could be dire no really dude sometimes just fandoms can be toxic man they're just, just they're, there's going to be toxic fans with any fandom. Just this one, they're taking it well several steps too far. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, there's toxic JoJo fans, there's toxic Dragon Ball Z fans, there's toxic Naruto fans, but you never really see people get death threats. This time, it's just like, chill the fuck out, guys. Stop it. Like it's it's not fair for you guys to put someone else's life in danger just because you weren't happy with how a certain show went. All right. So join us again three months from now where we make the exact same statement again, but replace it with a different anime and a different studio. Yeah. It's it's, it's an endless cycle. But yeah, we, we don't want to add fuel to the fire. We don't want to give the haters more attention, right? Just, no. Just let them do their thing. They can you know be keyboard warriors if they want to be. But in the end, like, look... You if read you, what yeah, you sow. Yeah. You Just en- don't be a dick. If you enjoy NGE, like the, the Neon Genesis Evangelion series, go ahead. Watch the movie when it comes out. Stream it when it's available. Buy the Blu-rays or the box sets when they are available for sale. Like, if you don't like it, fine. I'm sure you can put a customer review on Amazon or like maybe put it on a crunchy board roll or a MyAnimeList um, forum to just voice your concerns. Go on Reddit. Shit, just do that. But like, don't go ahead and send hate mail or death threats to the directors because they have no impact whatsoever on your life and vice versa. They're doing their job. I think it's called parasocial relationship mm. where it's one way. Like you think that like you as a fan or you like, have so much like say in what that person does that you should be able to tell them to change their ways to improve or like to basically force your, force your will upon them. Yeah, a lot of Twitch streamers have these problems. Toxicity, man. Yeah, man. It's gross. It is gross. Yeah. So we had to end on that, but hopefully it's just a reminder to all. Like, look, there's a lot of good manga and anime. There's also yo, yo, some yo, bad. Yo, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. Komi can't communicate. Got an um, anime adaptation. Right. I went ape shit when I found out. 
There's there's going to be like dude like I mean a couple of weeks ago when I found out that the fucking April Fool's joke for you know the JoJo's part six oh, was yeah. actually a joke and it turned to be real. I lost my shit. I can't wait for it to come out. It's going to be it's going to be a while, but I'm like super and it leaked ecstatic. at the Komi Kami Kuni was a leak because yeah. they they um the the cover for the 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 manga magazine got leaked and I said to Wells like, oh my fucking god, but I can't. Is this true? I it got to be true, right? I got to wait. I can't say it on the podcast unless if it is real, right? I can't, right? Yeah. And then it came out officially. Officially, yeah. Right on time. There you go. Bringing the news to you straight away. So yeah, that's uh that is it for the 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 front section of the podcast. Yeah. Well, we've we've gone through quite a lot in terms of the news, the shows. We're we're keeping busy. But it's good, right? It just means that there's more shows to watch, there's more manga to pick up. Um, definitely try to keep the industry, you know, rolling, especially with the effects of COVID still ramping through, just running through every single studio. I mean, there are several uh, anime movies and several anime series that I know that got delayed. Mm, that was announced that they got delayed in the past week or two, but. It was, it's too like I don't think it was that significant to mention, but yeah, COVID is still still doing damage and might still be doing damage in the future. I got yeah. my shots. Yeah, I got, got mine too. Yeah, I got mine too. Um, really shitty day afterwards, but yeah, I'm pretty much fully recovered from it. So yeah, I felt pretty bad day after, but then I I was like literally within 24 hours, I was just like, oh, okay, I, f- wh- okay. It felt fine, but that like day was just oh, it was, it you, was brutal. I, I could feel the energy just slowly sapping away from my body, and then just degrading down to the point where I was just straight up just zombie brain. Yeah, you texted me some messages that were not sweet. meant for me. Super sweet and cuddly. Yeah, it was very cuddly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like raw. Yeah, you want to tell the world what I sent you? Nope. No, right? It's okay. not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're going to be taking a quick break. But before we do that, we do have a sponsor for today's episode. Oh, do we will? Yeah. So if you ever like talked about, you know, watching anime watch, and, and reading manga, sometimes you get a little bit hungry, right? You want to just be able to enjoy, you know, the, especially if you're watching like a food anime. Dude, like you put me on like some pretty cool shows. I mean, like, I finally started watching Food Wars. Admittedly, it's good. But when you're watching these shows, you get a little bit hungry. So what do you do in these kind of situations? Well, have you ever heard of the Weobu Human Dropbox? We're going to be sending you oh. food from all around the world to be able to enjoy your manga whilst you have some great food. With just a little bit, just with a little added human touch. Warning, if you do find human bones in your human boxes, um, please don't call back. Okay, so it's a riff off of Starving Anonymous, right? Yes. Okay, I got, I got it. <laughs> Hey, food tastes good. Like my hand, I, I was like, I was like, like Where three feet from the mic, and I was just like, I we, I have to jump back in and and, and clarify. Otherwise, you're gonna blow the levels, right? Oh my god. Yeah, sure. Of all the fake sponsors that I I came up with, this is the one that you 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 you're going with. Well, hey. Yeah, okay, well... That's... Stick around and you'll find out more in the second half of today's episode. Jesus. So we'll go on a break, uh, grab some water. If you're off to go take your vaccines, don't look at the needle. 
Uh, and uh, hopefully, I, I looked at the needle. I f- dude, I have no. You're insane for doing that. I I fucking hate needles. It took a lot of fucking courage for me to actually end up get, taking my vaccine. Um, but I'm glad I did it. Um, so if you haven't got yours yet, go get yours. Uh, we'll catch you in a couple minutes. So uh, we'll catch you a couple seconds in this episode because uh, we'll be editing it. So we'll catch you very soon. Yep. See ya. of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. Hope you guys are, um, you know, well hydrated, well fed. Um, yeah, I, I ate some Korean food. It was great. You didn't find any bones in there? Nope. No no human bones? Nope. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your lunch. So, um, earlier in, to, in today's episode, uh, we were talking about, uh, on top of the seasonals and uh, the manga that we've been consuming, uh, that we've also been watching and reading a bunch of material um, for research purposes you know, in preparation for today's topic. Uh, now, this is a topic that both Jason and I are very, very into because you know this goes beyond uh, manga and uh, manga and anime. You know, we've been consuming uh, this particular genre in in many forms, whether it's graphic novels, whether it's movies, TV shows. We're talking about horror. Yeah, it's it's been a while. I've I've really wanted to do this episode. So we, I yeah, we really wanted to do this episode for a while. And originally, like originally, we were like. Hey, let's do this during Halloween or yeah. month of October, but it, we couldn't wait. It's May right now. It, you know, is it the to, halfway point? We, we we just have to do it. I, I think that you know, if we were to wait that much longer, like we're probably just gonna you know forget. I mean, we probably won't forget, but it's it, it's also you know pretty funny that like if we were to do a Halloween recording, that would have fallen on the Halloween itself would have fallen on like no. Halloween would have been the day after one of our recording sessions. So right. it actually would have been perfect timing. Yeah, but, you know, we can always do Halloween part two. And we don't want to keep you guys waiting, right? This is a topic that, you know, we've both been very well versed in. Um, you know, we've both consumed a lot. No, actually, we forgot. You, we, we even played a lot of horror video games, too. So exactly. This is yeah. something that, like, transcends just, you know, purely anime manga. We've been looking into every single medium there is for horror. Now, now, when it comes to talking about horror, though, it's it's a pretty hard thing to define because every person's perception and definition of horror is going to be different. I think that that is if there is any quote-unquote problems or disagreements. It is the first thing, which is the definition of what is horror. Right. Like, if we just go like to any dictionary right like the, the definition for horror is essentially defined as an intense feeling of fear shock or disgust uh those, webster dictionary yeah those, yep. those are three things right there fear shock and disgust now all three of them could be related to each other in terms of you know your own eye your own perception or all three of them could be separate right just because you find something disgusting doesn't necessarily mean that you're fearful of it just because something uh makes you like fearful doesn't necessarily put you in shock it makes you feel uncomfortable but maybe not to the point where you're saying you're in shock 
or you're disgusted. So it, it's hard to define, but we're, we're going to do our best to essentially shine some light on this genre. We both love it, so we're going to have some fun today. Yeah. Some scary fun. Spooky. Like now, during yeah. the summer months. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of you know when we're talking about horror, right? Like if you want to just try and boil it down to its most simple form. You know, we're talking about a genre of fiction which is intended to frighten, scare, startle, uh, even disgust uh, the viewer or the reader. Um, and it should try to induce the feelings of horror and terror. Now, of course, it's like, you know, saying horror, the horror genre induces horror, of, of course, right? Like, what else would oh, it do? Oh, no shit, Sherlock, right? right? But again, it's like when it comes to horror, there's like so many forms of it, right? So there's obviously like very... like poignant like visual horror so it's like things that are like really violent bloody gory there's some more supernatural horror which is more sort of like talking about um certain deities maybe ghosts and demons and it can also be uh auditory too yeah which is just like really unsettling creepy sound effects or the lack of sound or the lack of sound which i think is going to be a very interesting uh, point to discuss. There's also, you know, psychological horror, right? Ways in which it's supposed to, you know, impose the feeling of fear inside your head. But again, like we will, we'll, we'll try and break down the psychological genre a little bit more later on because there's actually quite a lot to unpack there. So, horror in its simplest terms, it's supposed to make you scared, right? But like horror doesn't necessarily mean that like it's going to be scary it might be horrific right we might be talking about something that's like um oh you, you just saw someone's head explode or you just saw a monster just you know decapitate you know a character in a movie or a show right it could look disgusting it could you know be shocking but does it necessarily make you feel scared like n- not always the case right like when we talk about sh- like, if we were to take it back to like certain video games, right? Like, uh, maybe like the Resident Evil games, like zombie games. When you see people get eaten, or you see like monsters come and chase you, or you see like um like jump scares, like for example, like in Dead Space, when you know a monster just bursts out from a vent, or you know you open a door and there's a monster right there. You know those kinds of visually shocking elements. Are you scared or are you more just like taken aback because something just literally happened right in front of your face? Yeah, it's it's a really hard thing to sometimes to compartmentalize because the problem I think is that uh, not r- problem. One of the issues I guess is everyone's tolerance is different for horror. It or just like it is with violence just like it is with even like fluffiness, comfort, like comfort food. Some people just don't dig that stuff. Comedy as well, right? For some right. people, people might think that it's, it's comedy, quote unquote, is funny. Some people might find that the comedy in a certain series is annoying or bland. You know, it's always in the eye of the beholder. Everyone's going to have different interpretations of whatever they're consuming. So, as a personal experience, uh, Growing up in Hong Kong, there were a lot of Japanese, Korean, Thai movies that were very uh, scary to me, and, and, and ho- definitely horror movies. I think the two that would probably be very—actually, three that would probably be very well-known 
even in the U.S. or in the Western world, is uh, Juan, known as the Grudge, Ring, known as the Ringu, and also Dark Water. I think those three original, originally Japanese movies were immensely scary to me as a kid. Yeah, and I still think to this day is is still pretty like unsettling and scary. But I distinctly remember other uh, people who said, and I believe them when they do, is that, oh, I watched it. I even watched the Japanese original. I didn't just watch the U.S. remakes of these three movies. And I thought it was stupid. I laughed. And I was like, how? But I believe them. Like, no, 100%, like, they weren't lying. Or at least I'm pretty convinced that they weren't lying. But it is really in the eye of the beholder, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think that in, in the end, it comes down to your own natural instincts, right? Like how you perceive certain horror elements and whether it's supposed to trigger like fear in you. Some people might look at it it's like, this just looks really clumsy. This just looks really badly done. I mean, earlier before the break, we talk about like you're being afraid of needles for uh, your your vaccination yeah. shot. To me, as a, as a medical science person and have like needles because I donate blood and stuff like that, I'm used to needles, so like watching it, looking at it is like not no big deal. But for I know for a lot of people, a fear of needles is a very legitimate fear. Yeah, like I think like things don't necessarily have to be scary in order to make you feel scared, right? Like just like how we were talking about how. You, you had people talk to you about, like, Ringu and Juan, and they're like, oh, this is just bad. I, I, I laughed because of how, like, poorly done it was. In some ways, I kind of felt the same with, like, Western media, but, like, in a different sense, where, like, you know, when watch for example, like, the Final Destination series, like, the first two, I thought mm-hmm. they were great. Then the third one came out, and it was just bloody. It was just gory, just gratuitous violence, just watching like arms and heads explode and people would get sliced in half. I thought that shit was hilarious. Like I was never scared at all. Yeah, it was disgusting to watch someone get disemboweled, but it wasn't like, oh my god, I'm so scared because I just saw someone get disemboweled. And more just like, wow, that body just got fucking fucked up. And then, like, the, so then it's like, you're, you're, you're trying to push this as a horror movie, like a summer blockbuster uh, for people to go and watch and piss their pants. But, like, I never felt that at all watching the latter Final Destination movies. I, I thought think, it was just comical. I think that, uh, and this is a generalization, an overgeneralization, but it has some truth to it, which is, it seems to me that Western media focuses a lot on the 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 visual and auditory aspect, right? Like like the sharp like violent strikes, the jump scares, the blood, yeah. the gore. But then like, what's, you, what's on the screen is meant to scare you. But then I realized that uh, I, at least I noticed that a lot of mm, Japanese, Korean, uh. You know, like Asian films, Asian horror movies. Of course, they also have their fair share of violence and gore. There's plenty. A lot. A lot. But there are also a good portion of them where it's what uh, Will referred to earlier as psychological horror, which is it messes with your mind, the way that you perceive reality, the way that you, even your own personal experiences, and challenges your way of thinking and challenges sort of 
what you perceive to be right or wrong, good or bad, you know, paranoia, you know, all these feelings that, as you said, causes uneasiness, uncomfortableness that will lead to horror. Because when you realize that something that you believe in or something that you thought was one way ends up being another way, and you add in this unsettling uh, feeling, it could be very horrific for someone. Yeah. With these kind of like supernatural, psychological kinds of horror movies, mediums, you know, a lot of times like, there's, there's, there's two things we want to talk about here, one of which is immersion. And then through immersion, then we talk about the suspension of disbelief in which, you know, you know full well that you're not going to see floating heads. You're not going to see demons like pop up from like the, from the ground up. You're not going to see like ethereal, uh, ethereal spirits come around and haunt you. You know for a fact that it's not going to be visually real, but because of the way that the cinematography is done, the way that the music is juxtaposed with what's on screen, you are able to put aside that disbelief and just let whatever you're seeing become real. And they, I think like a lot of Asian horror movies, a lot of Asian horror like comics, TV shows, they do it very well. I also feel that uh, what we alluded to earlier, like uh, just like 10 minutes ago, which was sometimes having overstimulation is what causes horror. What is like your what you see with your eyes, what you feel, what you see with uh, what you feel, uh, what you hear, you know. But what happens sometimes can be extremely scary when there is nothing to show. And what I mean by that is... You know, like, um, we keep mentioning live action. Well, we'll get to the anime and manga, but you know the movie David Fincher 7, right? Yeah. The very famous, like, what's in the box? Yeah. It is literally, even if you haven't seen the movie, which we won't spoil it, even though it's been ages ago and you should watch it, it's about a box and what's in a box. But if you were to watch it even all the way up to that point in the movie, it is massively unsettling scary like oh my god please no is this what i think it is no 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 but you still want to see it yeah it's it's that it's, it's the absence of stimuli the absence of confirmations like you know full well based on what you've consumed what you've just witnessed that there are like it's most likely that thing but not being able to confirm it right there like Bro, it, it can be really unsettling. Or like, yeah. uh, have you seen 28 Days Later, right? Yes. The D Danny Boyle movie. Yeah. Uh, the very beginning of the movie is extremely empty. It's eerie. And it's eerie. Like, but because it's empty, it makes you feel very... Uh, because your expectation of that environment was it's hustling, it's bustling, it's full of people, full of life. But all of a sudden, there's nothing. You just see this character walking in the city and like there's just like cars over the road you you see like, like newspapers shops, maybe like a traffic like just blinking it's like it just just looks like normal life but there's something missing there's something that's not there and i you know full well that uh, what it is but because it's not on the screen mm -hmm. it's fucking terrifying or the final one that i would say is uh you know like a very uh typical of like either a ghost movie or uh, you know, any of those uh, uh, scary villains, evil creatures, where uh, 
you clearly can sense that the, uh, the entity is behind a certain character, but they don't show it. But you just feel that like, oh God, everyone is fr- like frozen in motion. And if this person were to turn around, he or she would meet face to face with this thing. Or you see like the aftermath of a creature, you know, like, like, like rampaging or murdering people, but you don't see them in the act. You see them, you see what was left afterwards. And you're just like, in your mind, you're thinking, okay, I see claw marks. So it's probably someone with like sharp talons or claws. Oh my God. Like they lifted this up and it's broken. So it should be this strong or this big. Yeah, it's just like when you're watching anything or playing anything and you have that one person telling the main character or even telling you if it's like a VR. It's like, whatever you do, run. Don't look back. And it's like, okay, don't look back. But like, but I have no idea what's behind me. That's the terrifying. It's like for me, it's like with the, the whole needle thing. I'm sorry I had to keep bringing it back. That's so fine. People were like, it's like, just don't look at the needle. It's like, okay, fine. But if I don't look at the needle, I don't know when it's going to go into my arm. And that is also fucking scary for me too. Right. Yeah. So on one hand, okay, I see the needle. I know it's there. That's terrifying. I don't look at the needle. Fine. But I also don't know when it's going to go into my arm. That's also terrifying for me. And that sort of struggle is causes terror, shock, and causes, as you would expect, horror. Yeah. So, you know, going back onto you know, Asian, or at least specifically within this instance, like Japanese horror – Right, whether it's an anime, manga, live action. When we talk about the kinds of horror, like American is very visual, right? Japanese horror, at least from my experience, I guess from your experience too, it tends to be more on the supernatural, psychological kind of aspect. So more specifically within supernatural, you know, we're talking about like, you know, like ghosts, demons, like, or specifically in Japanese, like yokai, yomi, oni. Um, a lot of it comes down to like folklore, comes down to like stories, curses, um, and it's always like, oh, you know, like you know, it's like it's, it's like urban legends. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, it's totally not real, blah, 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 and then it happens. It's like ghost stories. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's because like for them, they like to juxtapose their idea of like of hell. Um, now, Japan itself is not necessarily a very like deeply religious country, but they have a lot of beliefs. They have a lot of customs they follow, and it kind and of falls down from like it boils down to like teachings from Shintoism and Buddhism. It's like philosophy in a, in a sense, you know, way of thinking, way of life. Yeah, they don't necessarily believe there's like like a, a main like heavenly figure, but it's more like you know, if you do something this way, then you will be treat it this way you'll be rewarded this way it's kind of like a karma system essentially so like their idea of of like the afterlife their idea of hell is is very different um well at least at least from the shinto point uh point of view of what hell is because for them it's kind of just like it's unclean it's barren there's nothing there uh just for reference what is shintoism shintoism i i'm not going to say much about it because i don't really like want to talk about religion that i'm not familiar with but it's a form of religion it's a form of theology, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so if we talk about, however, like Buddhist 
um, ideologies of what hell is like. That one would be more like related to what Western hell would be. You know, fire, demons, torture, punishment, and they are like several layers of hell for them too. One of which is like, for example, like they have a layer of hell which is called reviving hell, in which you know an oni or a demon will beat the living shit out of you and kill you, then revive you and beat you to death again and repeat that cycle. So for them, like they have like. Their idea of hell is still very much like a dirty, dark, and disgusting place. A place where it's just like eternal damnation. You will be punished. Your life will be literally a living hell. Um, so that's why when we talk about like at least a lot of the, the, the horror that I've watched, like for example, like Mononoke. Mononoke, this is a show that I was watching over the past two weeks. Um, it's about like a, a soothsayer, like a, a kind of like a, a demon hunter kind of person um, who goes around and essentially deals with supernatural cases. Like, you know, maybe like a person that's missing or maybe all of a sudden there's like, you know, lots of random deaths in this town. Uh, and he has to go around and figure out what's going on. And a lot of times it's tied down to like old Japanese stories, folklore that, you know, for myself, I'm not Japanese. I didn't grow up with it. But because of the way that they tell the story, it's very, very thorough. And you can see why like it makes people feel uncomfortable. There are times when it was a bit scary. There are times it makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, it's deemed horror. And I can see the horror elements. Scary. I wouldn't say it's too scary, but like I think like in terms of trying to utilize the ideas of philosophy, the ideas of using supernatural elements to convey fear, to convey terror, I think it does a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, I have not seen Mononoke. And just to be clear with everyone, this is not the Studio Ghibli film Princess, Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. <laughs> this is just called Mononoke. Yeah, just, just M-O-N-O-M-O. N-O-K-E. Yes. Okay. If but I mean there are there are some horrific elements in Princess Mononoke, but again, that's not a horror movie. We're not talking about this one. Um Mononoke. Um definitely check it out. You got some time. Um so that's kind of like, at least like my perception of what Japanese horror is. It's more, you know, more theory based. It's more just like literally putting it in your head. Like you making yourself feel scared as opposed to like a western movie showing you something that's supposed to make you scared right and of course there is instances of the other so there are u.s uh uk australian like western films that are very uh psychological like horror that it's uh it's like not showing you but but telling you or you know that kind of thing and there's of course plenty of ja uh japanese korean uh, Asian horror that are very bloody and violent. Yeah, one example of like a, a Western um, psychological horror movie, um, I would say, is uh, Goodnight Mummy, uh, which is an Austrian film that came out a couple of years ago uh, about two kids um, whose mom has gone off to do reconstructive surgery and she comes back. But then because of how ba heavily bandaged she is, she's acting differently. They're like, is this really our mother? And then you start unwinding like the the, the, the psyche of each character how they're like dealing with someone who is potentially an unknown but there's not a lot of like visual stimuli there's not a lot of like hey there's a scary moment here a scary moment there a lot of times the movie is actually quite 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 silent it's not a lot of dialogue not a lot of music but it's because of the absence of that stimuli that you're focusing on the psychological elements so you know psychological horror 
it's not just exclusive to Japan or Asia. You can see it in Western media as well. So, Will, why do you like horror a genre? Because I want to piss my pants. Okay. Because I want to shit my bridges. Okay. No, it's, it's, it's because sometimes, like, <laughs> it's going to sound really fucking sad, but I want to feel something. Yeah. It's literally it. It's like, something like, I don't wh- think that that's a, yeah. why, I don't think that's you, a yeah. sad thing to say. Yeah. In this context. Yeah. Well, for example, like, why do you want to, why do you, why do you watch comedy? You want to feel happy. You want to, you want to laugh, right? Why do you watch romance? You want to, you know, experience love, not for yourself, but like to see others experience love and then comfiness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, why do you watch action? Because you want the adrenaline rush. You want to just see people kick the shit out of each other. Or you want to just see like, why, why do you want to watch adventure shows you want to get hyped you want to yeah you want to see just like the world unfold in front of you and and, in horror like yeah like people are like you're crazy why do you want to feel scared why do you want to be like watching something that makes you feel uncomfortable that's precisely why i think you as well love horror yeah that's what we chase really growing up as a kid i used to play video games like resident evil and silent hill i would just play them in my room siren siren as well yeah turn the lights off just play that shit it was terrifying but like it felt so good to get past that extra level every level and just like basically see yourself like it's like it's like it's like defeating adversity in a way right you're overcoming fear you're literally conquering your demons in many ways right isn't that right exactly like look it might sound crazy to people that like they actually want to be scared to enjoy a movie but you know like that's kind of how like the whole it's like thrill seeking in a yeah. way right yeah like, like i wouldn't go bungee jumping but some people really like bungee jumping some people really like that adrenaline rush as you said some people like the world building uh, the world building and the wonders you know and stuff like that you know so i get that 100% I also think that our tolerance for horror is pretty high. I mean, I'm not sure. Mine's definitely not as high as it used to be. As I a, think as so a, too. As, as a kid, like I was much, much more fearless. Not to say I didn't enjoy it. It's, it's more just like my my acceptance of, of of fear is like way higher to the point where like I could play video games, I could watch horror movies in the dark on my own with headphones, like really immerse myself in the most disgusting and fearful environment and find enjoyment out of it. Now it's more just like I could watch a horror movie, but I'll be I'll, I'll be more scared. For sure. No shame in that whatsoever because I mean that's the intention of watching a horror movie or playing a horror game. Right? You're meant to be scared if it's done well. Right? And that's right. that's one of the issues that we have with a lot of horror um genre uh, the, the horror genre itself if we tie it back into like anime and manga the horror genre i feel like the the, the horror tag gets thrown around a little too freely yeah 100 percent. yeah right? like and one of the things we talked about earlier or at least i talked about was like like psychological thrillers right mysteries like there are a lot of shows a lot of manga on my anime list that have the horror tag on it but we don't you and i can agree we don't necessarily think that is is the right tag to use right and i think a lot of people tend to misconstrue horror in for thriller or for supernatural and assumes that uh usually when there is thriller elements or usually when there's horror elements or usually when there is supernatural elements that they all mingle together and there are those but Oh, it, there's blood. There's gore. Okay, it's horror. That's it. 
Oh, End of story. Oh, there's ghosts. Oh, there's like crazy curses and and like stories of deities like you know chasing at you. And it's supposed to be in, like, inducing nightmare fuel. That's okay. That that's horror. No, not not necessarily. Like one show that we both watched, uh, Paranoia Agent. Right, like it's definitely psychological. There's definitely Yo, a lot of that show is fucked. It, it's up. fucked up. It's crazy, and I really like the show. I really like the show too. But like, it's it, the tags for it are like thriller, psychological, horror. I agree with the first two, and I think you too as well. Absolutely, it is a but, psycho thriller. But horror, uh, it's really stretching it. Yeah, right? yeah. So, and then there's also other shows. Say, for example, oh, man, like, um, like. Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah. Right? Again, it's like action, supernatural, thriller, horror. Violence. Yeah. Like, there's, like, I think, you know, this is something that we've talked about before as well. Things can have horror elements. Things can be horrific. But it doesn't mean that it is, by definition, akin to the horror genre. Yes. I think another show that I quite liked is Dusk Maiden of Amnesia. Mm. And it is supernatural, and people say it's horror. And I watched it, and I have to say, no, it's not horror. It's not because I have a high tolerance. In fact, if anything, it's a romance show. But no one believes me unless, actually, a lot of people don't believe it until they watch it, and then they're like, yes, Jason, actually, you're right. It is a romance show. But they have the horror tag on it just because... It's supernatural. There are ghosts involved. But really, it's not that scary. Or it, I, I don't understand that uh, why it's so easy to just throw on the horror tag as if it is disposable. Like it's like it's an extra thing to tack on just to to get a few brownie points. And I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, why? And I think oh, there's a lot of huge stigma against horror. And this is not just anime and manga uh, pertains just to anime and manga. It pertains to live action, pertains to graphic novels, comics. Absolutely. Where people just don't like horror in general. There is not a wide audience of people who seek out horror movies, who make horror movies, produce horror movies, and have a conception of horror movies as very bottom of the barrel. Yeah. However, I would say, though, like, you know, at least this is in the U.S., Right, like every year, like not even around, like sometimes around, around Halloween, but like usually, like there's always that big summer blockbuster horror movie. Saw man, That's right? Saw nineteen, right? whatever. There's also like, oh, there was like so many movies, so many trailers for Don't Breathe. There was like Get Out. Um, to be fair, Get Out, I really liked Get Out. Us, Us was okay. I liked it. I like Get Out more. Would you call Us horror? That's again, like back to what we were discussing. Now, I would say Get Out is definitely horror but us is more thriller more psychological it's it it's it sure as shit makes you feel uncomfortable but i was never like scared right like i think that's like when people talk about horror movies and i think like it was especially like talking about like saw talking about like Final destination even the resident evil movies like those are defined as horror but like it's because of the fact that you just see like chainsaws cutting people's heads off you see people getting like their brains blown out you see monsters like eating humans like that's what people would define as horror 
and people like watching it. Maybe like for them, like they are genuinely scared. But I feel like for the most part, people like watching it because it's like, oh, that shit was crazy. Do you see that guy's head get blown off? Oh man, did you see that like monster eating that person's arm? That was fucking sick. It's like not really appreciating it for the horror elements, more just that like it's like a visual eyegasm for them. So there are two shows that I think are very good, and they get tagged as horror. I would honestly say they're neither of them are horror. Uh the first one is Parasite the Maxim. Fucking fantastic. It's it's an awesome anime show. I've not read the manga. Will has read the manga and loved yeah, it. I managed to get the manga. Oh my god, it's so good. So it is extremely violent, bloody, and it is scary. Oh man, when I was reading like the manga and like the stills, the panels they had just showing like the the parasite attacks horrifying absolutely absolutely terrifying but not horror right or at least not what we would define as horror yeah then the second example that i have that i also watch that i really really like is high school of the dead now get around to watching now high school of the dead is an anime that you can watch on the u.s netflix hulu and high dive essentially it's about Zombies invading a school, a high school, and a bunch of high school kids trying to get out alive. And there are zombies, and there is a lot of zombies being, you know, chopped up, killed, and a lot of humans being eaten, killed, and stuff. And it's very bloody. Uh, it is not horrific. It's not horror. In fact, if anything, it's quite lewd. Yeah, I, I think, like, whenever, like, there are compilation clips on YouTube, most of the time it's, you know, talk about physics and all that. There is a scene in High School of the Dead, just to give everyone some idea. There is a scene that involves them going on a highway or, like, some sort of windy road near the mountain. Yeah, like an overpass. Uh, yeah, overpass, yeah. yes. And there is a scene involving... A bunch of people fighting, but among the peop- the the high school people fighting, there is a sniper rifle involved, and then somehow boobs get involved in the sniper rifle, like it's like the Matrix, but for boobs. Yes, and I just I. Like bullet time, fucking like bend back and you know, dodge that shit. Hey. Like, like it's impossible. It's uh, also yeah. it's also hilarious and it's also really trashy fun, which I think is High School of the Dead in a nutshell. It is just really fun, but it is just not horror. It's not horror. Just make sure though, this is High School of the Dead. Don't make the mistake I did and look up High School DXD. Cuz High School DXD is on Netflix Hong Kong, but they're not the same show. Yeah, yeah, High School DXD is a horror etchy yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It, is 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 High School of the Dead like a horror harem or just just funny as shit? There's not there's not har- there's no harem in it, or no horror at all. Well, some might find it horrifying. There's there's blood everywhere. Yeah, so yeah, it's just look. Oh, there's there's going to be people that will come up to me or you know say that hey, you know you said High School of the Dead, you said Dust Bane of Amnesia, you said Parasite. That is horror. Not only because people tag it and label it as such, but because that's honestly how I feel. 
and the the best and worst part of that is that you are right and you are wrong at the same time. Yeah. And it's okay because everyone's definition is different. Everyone's interpretation of things are different. And that's fine. But in terms of Will and my definition of horror, what I feel is really horror doesn't necessarily have to be about blood and guts and gore and violence. Doesn't necessarily have to be about supernatural ghosts and demons and deities. It could be with those things. But to me, it is the sense that, uh, as Will mentioned, uneasiness, uncomfortableness, anxiety and paranoia, but not to the point where it causes huge amounts of distress. But, like, enough that it sort of gets me a little bit sweaty, gets my heart racing a bit, you know, kind of, like, on the edge of my seat. That is how I interpret horror as. And there are some stuff that we will recommend soon in this uh, later on where there's not even blood. There's no blood, not even a single drop of blood. But I would consider extremely horrific yeah sometimes like some of the scariest things is like imagine like there's a character there and they're just standing in front of a door there's no sound no music and it's just them standing in the door and they slowly reach out towards the door you're like oh my god please don't open that door oh my god what's on your side oh my god please 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 don't please don't die please don't get hurt i mean what's in the box right exactly it's it's that absence it's the fact it's 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 that curiosity that leads you to be like you want to know but you're afraid to know what it is so will do you think helsing ultimate is horror oh man helsing ultimate is a great show but i would not consider that horror is helsing ultimate very bloody yes absolutely is helsing ultimate very Mm. it's gruesome yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. aggressive uh in all intents and purposes, it's, 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 it's got a lot of horrifying elements. But to say that I was ever uncomfortable or scared watching it, no. I, I, I wouldn't say that. And you can watch uh, Helsing Ultimate on Netflix. Yeah. So, look, every, we, we've talked about how subjective everyone's definition of horror is. But I think we all at least should try to come like to some consensus that the point in horror is to scare you. Right, and if the horror doesn't, then it's to uh, induce yeah. a feeling that a lot of people perceive to be as negative emotions. Yeah, you're not supposed to like feel happy and cheery, rosy after seeing it. You're supposed to be like, "I am not okay with seeing this. I am not happy with what I saw." No, 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 no not happy. It's we're just like this. This is making me feel really, really uncomfortable. But on, at, on, on, you know, on the same front. That is precisely why Will and I like horror because not only does it induce a feeling that in other normal circumstances we won't enjoy, we won't like to have feelings of uncomfortable, awkward, uneasiness. But when you are watching a horror show it or a horror you know, uh, anime series or movie, once it ends... It could still linger with you when you think about it, but then once that's over, it's done. Oh man! I, I, and you I, feel like you, you know, overcame something, as you say, you know, an adversity. You face your demons, you face your fears, and that accomplishment actually is very enriching. There's so many like 
there's so many shows, so many books, so many movies and games I've played like from the horror genre that like that just still stick with me today. Like when I was a kid and for the first time reading The Shining. Yeah. Like, today, this day, I've never watched the movie because I still have my own interpretation of the horror elements of the book. So there's a point where like I can still vividly remember the lines that I read. Like for example, when I or or like when I was a kid and watching Pan's Labyrinth, or playing the video video game Silent Hill, right? There are definitely moments that even though I haven't played, read, or watched these in like the past fifteen years, I still remember what made me scared about those shows, about those movies, about those games. So when it comes to anime and manga of the horror variety. As you would expect, the quantity is actually not a lot. Yeah, which if, is, if we're going to be like very like strict with this, and like we we will like take things into our own hands because for some reason, like Dora Hetero is listed as horror, and I would not do that. Okay, but I would say even playing Devil's Advocate, if you include all those things that we said are not horror are, are not horror but are labeled as horror, even if we include those, let's just say it for argument's sake. Okay, the amount of those under the horror umbrella compared to all the different genres are still so so small and then it turns out that through my research i always thought that initially that oh there's gonna be horror anime of course and it should be good because you know there is there is the the visual there is the audio there is there is like the creepiness and everything, but it turns out that there is a lot more good horror manga out there than they are horror anime. And it is unfortunate because I know that a lot of people, at least our audience or the Western audience, do not consume as much manga as they do anime. Yeah. So if you want to see a uh, horror anime or horror manga. Uh, what would you recommend, Will? I mean, I have obviously some that I would recommend right off the bat, but what what have you got? So, I mean, do, do we want to talk about one that both of us have been loving to death? Like, as much as it's got the word in the title, there actually isn't much of it. Yeah, boy! Like, oh, there's so many names. Uh, Chino Madachi, Blood, Tra- Blood on the Tracks, or Trail of Blood. That one. I, I think shit. the uh, I think the official English title is Blood on the Tracks. And the Japanese literal translation is Trail of Blood. And obviously, the Japanese name uh, Will just said. that This manga, hella scary. It put us through the ringer, man. Like Every chapter we read, we're just like, I am so uncomfortable. I am like, this, this, this shit is crazy. So, Will, what is Blood on the Tracks trail of, slash Trail of Blood about? So imagine you're growing up in like in a normal family, you know, yeah, you've I got, can, yeah, you know, okay. you've, you've got a loving father and a very loving, caring, but, you know, seemingly overprotective mother to the point where, you know, you don't even tie your own shoes. Your mother ties them for you. So your mother does a lot of stuff for you. But there's also like another side to your mother, which you can't quite understand. But, you know, hey, she's your mother. You're not going to question things, right? Turns out maybe the mother you've grown up with isn't necessarily the same mother that you've, you know, Made them out to be, and Her. Made, 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 made them. Out, made, I made them. Oh, um, sorry, yeah. my bad. So they actually have a different persona, 
the way they interact with other people, the way that they interact with you, specifically I'm talking about the main character, like, is this really your mother? Do you really understand who they are? Do you really know, like, what their ulterior motive is? And it's 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 crazy to, to watch, to, to, to read this manga, because you keep trying to dive deeper into the minds of the characters, whether it's the central character, Seiichi, whether it's about the mother, Seiko, or the other characters that are in the manga on the periphery. But the more you try and dive deeper and deeper, the more you start unraveling the madness, the chaos, but it's it, it's all in your head. It's so empty. There is like very little dialogue. The manga panels are huge. For the fact that it's called Trail of Blood, there's almost no blood in there. I think in the very beginning, there is uh, like uh, a, an unfortunate accident involving yeah. an animal. But that's really the extent of the blood. Yeah. Outside of that, no blood. There's like zero. But it's it's like it, it does very little to scare you. But the more you read it, you're just like, this is fucking literary genius this is fucking amazing it's awesome like you don't have to do much to, to trigger that fight or flight mode in in the readers and every time i've read it the more i just tr- start trying to understand the characters i'm just like i just can't understand them it's just, yeah. it just it just is more and more jumbled like to the point where like i feel like i'm getting crazy reading this shit yeah like is this is this really what i think it is is this really not what i think it is what is real what is not like you're you're starting to lose your mind another show that Oh no! Sorry. Let's go. On, let's let's just do all the mangas. So, how can we not talk horror mangas and not mention Mister Ito, the Godfather, the the granddaddy Ito, of Ito of Senpai. horror, Ito Senpai. Junji Ito. Uh, right off the top of my head, like he's 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 done a lot of different works. Uh, all of course within the horror genre. For me, like the top three are Uzumaki, Gyo, and Tomie. Uh, I have read Uzumaki. I've watched the live action movie ages ago, and I reread it uh, Uzumaki for you know this this episode. So good. So the thing with this is like it it, it really like heavily relies on visuals. Yeah, I I cannot explain it to you and have it make sense. It's the most like. When, when, when usually when we say disturbing, we're talking like graphic, gory. We're talking like lots of blood and guts and like body dysmorphia and just like just a lot of body horror stuff. I'm sorry, not body dysmorphia, body horror. Um, that's usually when we say disturbing. This, on the other hand, their Jinji Ito's idea of disturbing is to create an image that is so jarring. And so uncomfortable that it sticks with you. When you finish reading that chapter, you close your eyes and you still see those fucking spirals in Uzumaki. You still see the snails. You still see the fish people in Gyo. It's it. it he just it's, it's just a master. He's just a master of knowing how to make people feel uncomfortable and scared. And there is an announced Uzumaki anime series coming out soon i don't know when look (sighs) i think junji ito's stuff unfortunately when it comes to anime has gone through the ringer i mean what was it recently was the junji ito collection story collection that was just i might as well not mention it but it's it's there and it's shit yeah sometimes things are just better like the way like it's best to consume Right, like if you want to consume Uzumaki, 
read it. Same with Gyo. Same with Tomie. I mean, I'm going to give Uzumaki, the anime, whenever it comes out, a shot. But I'm also scared of what I'm about to see. My expectations are not high. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, another uh, manga series that I like a lot is Miru Kochan. And I think that that's a very unique one because it's coming out this uh, this October for Halloween 2021. It's about a, a high school girl, Miru Kochan, who can see ghosts or monstrosities, really, that no one else can see. It's like, you know, the, the vision, to, the ghost vision or whatever you want to call it. And it combines the two weirdest genres mashing together, which is horror and slice of life and a little bit of comedy. Maybe the comedy part is oh, like understandable, but the slice of life part is just, you just don't think of, when you think slice of life, you think, you know, comfy, you think cute girls doing cute things, you think wholesomeness. Miruka-chan is none of that, but it is slice of life, I would say. It is, in a very weird, uncomfortable sense, kind of comedic, and it is really good. There's two volumes out right now in English, and you should read it and watch it when it comes out in October. Yeah, I mean, I've we I think we've read a bunch of other quote unquote horror manga, but to be fair, like some of the ones I have read aren't horror. I mean, like there was scary. Starving Anonymous that we just said. Which, which I quite like. It's pretty good. At the moment, it's not scary, but it's definitely making me feel uncomfortable. I wanted to find out more. I think it's like, it's it's just like dark and disturbing and edgy, right? Except we have uh, found the ultimate horror anime and manga. It is based on a visual novel. And Will consumed the anime. I read the manga. It is Higurashi. When they cry. When they cry. It is out on Netflix Hong Kong the first season, right? Yep. The uh, Higurashi Go ended last season or two seasons ago. Very recent. Yeah. And then they announced um, the next one coming out soon, actually. I think 2021 as well. Yeah, that that whole like series of 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 visual novels, anime manga, like they they've been doing work because they, I think they also have like the the Ubineko series, they have the Kokonia series, but for the purpose of you know because we've watched and read you know this particular series, Higurashi is pretty damn good, very good. Like when when looking up like a lot of like lists about like certain like horror characters, yandere's and stuff like that. A lot of the girls, a lot of the characters from Higurashi keep showing up. But what put me off wanting to check it out in the first place was just the art style. It is very uh, early 2000s, 1990s, where like... Almost chibi-esque. Chibi-esque. The eyes are huge. The Their heads are fucking massive. Their heads are literally the size of their torso. To the point where you're just like, this is just ridiculous. This is just so stupid. Why why are they dressed? It's like when people think like, oh, this is anime as fuck. This is anime as fuck. This is anime as fuck, yeah. But that aside, I I haven't felt this uncomfortable, this terrified watching an anime in a long time with with Higurashi. I think Higurashi is if I had to push 
one anime series to watch. Not uh, because Blood uh, Blood on the Tracks or Trail of Blood is so far just a manga series. But like a very good A manga. very good. I would push that for like my go-to manga series when I want to, you know, like tell someone to watch. Uh, to tell someone to read uh, horror manga. Horror anime, I would say, unequivocally, Higurashi is is the queen slash king. I don't know. Is it a queen? There's a bunch of girls, so queen, right? It would have to be the queen. Yeah, the queen. The yeah. queen of horror anime. Would you would you is that fair to say? Absolutely. I think and and, and like we we've been talking about how there aren't many good horror anime and manga, but like let's not like detract any like praise from Higurashi. Higurashi itself stands on its own you can it is, watch it, it on very good regardless of it being a horror or just an anime in general it's good you can watch it on high dive yeah so you there's easy ways for you to get around to watching it or, or netflix sorry yeah, uh, netflix is yeah here in hong kong so you can look past the the giant heads on the the female characters uh, i'm not particularly impressed with the main male characters voice acting but or like the dated visuals right it is old it was 2004 yeah yeah so it's like it's, it, we're talking like a 17 year old anime um if you really want something that's even more dated and weird like you could play the original visual novel so i actually got the i actually i actually downloaded the visual novel because or chapter one because it was free on steam and Wait, it was free on steam it was free chapter one's free okay you should check it out because because just, just the thing is, they remastered it so the sprites for the characters are updated to make them look more normal anime. <laughs> normal anime. Because <laughs> because the in in the original it looked very childish, didn't really look that scary. But again, if you look past the character designs, the music, the sound, the way it's it, you just hear the, the 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 crickets just chirping in the background. They use the same cricket tripping in the anime, and like just watching it, even though I know like it's supposed to be scary, like it keeps coming back. It keeps making me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel like I'm stressed out watching it. But it's like a good stressed out because I'm dying to like see what happens next, and I want to make sure that whoever I'm watching is alive or doesn't get hurt. Just a lot of twists and turns with Higurashi, which makes for a very good show. Horror or not, like you're, if it's not what you're looking for, like I understand, like maybe you don't care about horror. Just just watch it for what it is. We're not telling you to go watch and consume horror movies and get scared. Higurashi itself is good, right? Right. I would, I would also push if there is a second place. I would push another show that I've watched called Shiki. It's based on a manga. Of the same name, but I don't think that there is an English release of Shiki, unfortunately. But the anime is both dubbed and subbed, so whichever way you want to consume it, it's freely, could be in dub or sub, and it's available on Crunchyroll and Hulu. It is interesting because it is one of those, it's a horror mystery, and it slowly builds up tension over, it's a slow start. But once it builds up, it is, it goes. And there are expectations and twists and turns that you think is going to happen. And then it doesn't. And then it does. And then it doesn't. Like, you know, guessing back and forth. So it takes place in this rural village in Japan where, let's just say, a family moves in to this huge estate 
on the top of this rural village. And there is also a mysterious disease that is ravaging the uh, the citizens of this rural village. And it's about the doctor and some other, you know, like there's a high school student involved that tries to piece together the mystery. Oh, and there's a priestess, priest as well that tries to piece together the mystery behind what is causing this disease? Who is this mysterious family? How are they all connected? And there is red herrings and twists and turns everywhere. It's rather old, but oldie but a goodie, 100%. I think another show that, Will, you have definitely read, and I watched a little bit and read some of it, is Another. I think Another, unfortunately, for in my opinion, unfortunately, it is the most popular, maybe next to Higurashi, but I would I would argue it's even more well known than Higurashi, of the quintessential horror anime in terms of popularity. I honestly don't understand why. Like for me, it never was terrifying or horrifying. Even like if you talked about like the ranking for the show, it doesn't rank very high. It's like in the bottom like 15,000 1500s but the popularity ranking makes it up in the top 50 it's, it's that that disparity is insane to me and i don't know why like i read it it's like okay there's like some crazy like visual shit that happens right like certain death scenes are like oh fuck that's oh creepy edgy ooh. hey but, don't be know. careful of stairs right yeah um don't walk around with an umbrella in your hand right right yeah yeah so, Look, it's on Netflix. Go ahead and check it out. But I'm I'm not personally recommending it. Wait, it's on Netflix? A, yeah, I watched it on Netflix. Oh, it's also on Crunchyroll as well. Yeah, so like I'm not personally recommending you to watch it or read it to get scared. I'm more just like it's do it more as a case study. Like, why the hell this is so damn popular? Like, obviously, again, I the beholder, subject, subjectivity. What you like is not what I need to like. And vice versa. Obviously, this tickled more people's fancy than mine. Or mine. But look, if you like it, go ahead. Check it out. If you don't like it, let's talk. If you also think it's scary, that's fine. If you don't think it's scary, let's talk. Now, there is one show that, like, by definition, it is a, a horror anime. Uh, it's also listed as a horror anime on uh, my anime list. But for you and I, like, it might not be horror, but, like, it's a show that, like, because we talked about, like, psycho thrillers, supernatural stuff, like, unfortunately, the, 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 the umbrella is so wide that a psycho thriller would also encapsulate some horror elements. Therefore, why not call it horror? You and I both love Shinsekai Yori, Right? Like, I, I knew you'd mention it. We, I, we, I had to. Much like people say, like, oh, monster is a horror because it's psychological thriller. No, it's a thriller, but but yes. like, that one like it very much hinges on the psycho thriller tag. Whereas like Shinsuke Yuri, you can make an argument that there is like some horror in it. Oh, hundred percent, yes. And like watching it, like, oh man, that house after the yo ride. yo, mm, don't don't. <sighs> oh God. And then uh, the village. God damn. 
the village afterwards. So good, man. I'm glad you put me on it. And then uh, when they had to travel to uh, a certain place. <sighs> Time skips, man. <laughs> Time skips, dude. Yeah, so I, I think a pretty good list to check out, Shinzakayori. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've been pushing it since the After Dark 1, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, so from good. the New World, Shinzakayori, uh, one season, 26 episodes? Yeah, you can catch it on Amazon Prime or on Crunchyroll. Yep. <sighs> I mean, there are, like, many other ones that, like, I would want to talk about, but I think we've covered most of the stuff that we we i felt like we should say yeah and to be fair like if we talked about it like we can go at length about them but i i think that's just the state of not just horror in manga and anime but horror in general right like there's a lot of stuff out there but it's not necessarily done well or it's not necessarily perceived by the wider audience as horror. It's just that there are scary slash horrific elements to it. Like, we can talk about stuff like Parasite and Tokyo Ghoul over and over because it's horror. There's like horrific imagery, but it's not horror. It's not scary. And then because horror is not something that usually is done well it also then becomes something that is not usually seemed as profitable. It's not usually seen as something that is popular. So therefore, there is just not a lot of anime and manga of the horror variety in general. Yeah, that's why when it's like, if the wider audience doesn't really care about it or you don't subscribe to it, then why do we want to put so much money into making it? Therefore, that detracts from the quality Therefore, like, it just makes it harder for you to find something that's, like, a hidden gem. You are going to find stuff. Like, we just listed a few, right, for you to check out. But, like, you really have to search for it. All right. Final thoughts. Uh, Will, I'm going to ask you, what about Jujutsu Kaisen? How the hell is that a horror? <laughs> I can guarantee you some people would say that. It's... <sighs> it's there. Okay. I know. Jujutsu Kaisen has, you know... Ghosts. And ghosts. And uh, violence and blood. And, you know, it's scary, right? There are, like, some of the people that uh, go through the ringer and get, you know, mutilated by these demons. I, I, I think they're talking out of their ass, honestly. But Jujutsu Kaisen is also a fantastic show. A hundred percent fantastic show. I, I would I will watch it, but don't watch it under the pretense that it is a horror anime or a horror manga if you're going to choose to read it. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, that that pretty much sums up, like, what our thoughts are, like, for horror manga and anime. It's not a pretty scene right now. In fact, like, I don't think there's been really many, like, recent releases of horror anime and manga um, that have been setting the world alight. Though, Trail of Blood. Trail of Blood. I can't wait for that shit to start... Oh, do you as, think as, do, as if it wasn't crazy enough already? You know, yeah. Like, just keep ramping. Do you this think shit up. an anime adaptation is a? Do you think it's possible? I think it would be terrible. Okay, that's what. And, and okay, okay, that's what it's, I was. That's just, what I was thinking as well. It, it, to go back onto why to this day, like I have read The Shining but have not watched the movie. I don't want my perception of a certain property in someone else's hands and have them define horror to me. Right, like the re- the way that we're watching, the, the way we're reading Trail of Blood, 
I have my own interpretations of how the characters sound. I have my own interpretation of how quiet, how silent each panel is. But then if you were to give it to the hands of a studio that has a different perception of horror, or just because there are different people, they'll have different ways of trying to portray something to, to me. I may end up really hating it, and I don't want that to happen, right? It's much like when people don't want Berserk to be animated, or like it won't be animated because like it's just hard to put that on screen. I think it's in the same in a similar way. It's hard to put Trail of Blood on screen because there are certain elements that can't be replicated from panels onto screen. I also think that the old version of Berserk was pretty horrific. Actually, yeah, they actually listed that one on the my anime list horror tag. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would consider that horrific. Yeah, and horror. Yeah, but not. But I would also consider the recent remake also horrific, but horrifically bad. Yes. Like, holy shit, how the hell did this happen? (laughs) So I think. Abort, abort, stop, stop. Look, I, I think Rewind. Like, I think that the landscape for horror manga and anime, like there's okay, there's definitely a lot of room for it to grow. But whether or not we have the audience to push for those kinds of properties, those kinds of shows and, and, and manga, like, hey, we have to wait and see. I think like people just wanna see like a lot of like psychological like thrillers, but that's because it's like, you know, who doesn't like a good psycho thriller? You know, and then but then through watching that they'll then tag it as horror. It's easy, it's convenient, it's lazy. I just want something that would literally make me like feel like I sh- I'm going to shit my pants. And that is the end of our episode. What, that, to watch that, Will <laughs> shit his pants. <laughs> you subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, huh? yeah, no, 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 not yet, not For $3 yet. $3 no, a month, I will shit my pants. <laughs> don't do that. No, I'm not shitting my pants. Um, not here at least yeah but i am going to be shitting my pants for like waiting for the next episode to come out unfortunately time is up you know i think that this was a good episode to talk about you know a drama that we'd like dive deep into it and uh yeah we can't wait to get back into uh into the group of things and bring another episode to you all right so some housekeeping you could reach us through our email at gapallet at gmail.com. That's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com. You can reach us through Twitter at PalletGood, capital P, capital G, or through our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash PalletGood, all one word, capital P, capital G. You can visit our website, www.goodanimepalette.com, all one word. You can join us on Discord. Please send us... uh, an indication that uh, you want to join our Discord server. We've had, well, like a couple of people join our Discord server. It's been uh, cool. uh, Discord server. It's it's been cool. It's, it's been, fun been nice to... hanging out with uh, uh, these uh, listeners. Uh, shout outs to them. I also uh, you can join our my anime list Mal Club. Uh, you just follow the links or send us an email, and we will add you to uh, our our my anime list club. Our music credits, our intro music is Green Lights by Jazar. Our break music is Min 2019 by Minubu. Our outro music is What You Thinking, the instrumental version by Wataboy. You could find our intro music at thefreemusicarchive.org, and you can find our break and outro music at pixabay.com. Will. The future of horror anime and manga is uncertain 
I think like you know, we're starting to see more and more like manga that's like testing the waters and like trying to bring more psychological supernatural elements to induce fear and horror. But whether or not those will get successful adaptations, that's that's the big question. I think I think so as well. I also think that manga is an easier barrier for a lot of uh, horror uh, genres to to you know call their home rather than an anime production of a horror uh genre because it's just more ex- i guess more expensive to to do an anime and it's it's safer i think to do a horror manga than to do a horror anime and plus there's like a bunch of stuff that you can theoretically do with a horror manga that you would be harder pressed to do when it comes an anime I will say this as the final notes of this episode, at least for me. We've had some really good anime originals in the past three seasons, right? Akadama Drive, Wonder Egg, and this season, Vivi. Yeah. Dear Anime Studios, whoever is deciding to roll out their next sleeper hit anime original, please make it a horror. If you are able to make... Okay, dude, fucking... um, Mappa, okay, Mappa, Clover, uh, Clover Works, A One Pictures, fuck Piero, Studio Piero. If you're hearing this, please, if you want, you if you want to be back in my good graces, make a horror anime original, make it good. Okay, technically Higurashi is airing in. Yeah, but that's not an anime original. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like, do it like Akudama, do it like Wonder Egg. Just drop that shit out of nowhere and surprise the. Fuck out of me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go through the seasonal stuff for summer and trying to find a horror. Not horrific, though. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure we'll, it out. We'll find something. But yeah. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you, know, you do check out some of the things that we recommended. Or if you do have a, like you know an anime or manga that you find to be quite horrifying and you want to share with us, hey, just link it to us on the Discord. Send us a, a tweet. Like, just let us or know. Or email us, yeah. Yeah, we'd be more than happy to check it out and get back to you on one of the future episodes once we get around to watching it. Just make sure it's readily available. We don't want to have to go through illegal streams. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we ever want to go through illegal streams? That's what I mean, like, don't link us any illegal stuff. Oh yeah, like nah, don't. Just if it's if it's a Crunchyroll, if 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 it's like U.S. server or Japanese server, just let us know. Look, and, if you can yeah. access through it via VPN, we're all good. Yeah. Right. Right. If you say it's on U.S. Netflix, but we're or, in Hong Kong, it's or, fine. Or you can send you can you can mail us a box set and we can check it out ourselves. <laughs> Actually, do you have a DVD player? No. Like my, my, our oh, MacBooks, no, actually, I do, I do, I do. Oh, I can put it on my PS4 because it, it has a disk drive. <laughs> my, my, our laptops don't have disk drives anymore. Yeah, I know. All right. That's weird. you have any final thoughts? Any, anything you want to, to, to sign off with? Uh, check us out in <clears throat> October when we talk about a bunch of shows, like Miruka-chan, that will come out. Man, uh, publishers, anime studios... Y'all have five months. Yeah, exactly, right? Hey, they usually don't announce... They sometimes even announce stuff like two weeks before the season starts. Yeah. So, yeah, y- y'all y'all better get your shit together and uh, give us some horror stuff. Not horrifically bad stuff. Yeah. 
just get your shit together so I can shit my pants. And then and then Will will send it to I'll, guys. I'll send it to Studio Pero after they make like a fucking like amazing horror original and they'll be like, Thank you for making me shit my pants. Here's the evidence. <laughs> Alright, guys. I'm not sending you a box of shit, Pero, okay? I'm not fucking doing that. You're not sending anybody anything. No, I'm not. Especially when it comes to shit. I'm not doing that at all. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm ready to peace out. What right. about you? Thanks very much for listening. You guys take care. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch you soon in our next episode. See ya.